and welcome to the FM Podcast. I'm Jen Fritz, and I run Fritz Media, a music publicity and digital marketing firm located in Vancouver, Canada. And this is episode number 29 of the podcast. So the topic of this week's show is globalization and collaboration in the music industry. And joining me on the show is Tion Gibbs. Now, Tion is a rapper and producer based in Vancouver, and he's quickly becoming one of the most recognizable and influential voices in Western Canada. Born in Botswana, Tion has lived all over the globe before he settled here in Vancouver, and he's been involved in production, sessional musician work, songwriting, and engineering for almost 10 years. Tion recently uh, released a collab EP with I Am The Living, who's a musician from South London, who's also now based in Vancouver. So I thought he would be a really great person to talk to about globalization and collaboration. We had a great chat, and I hope you enjoy it. Here's my conversation with Tion Gibbs. Well, hello, Tion. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm okay. Uh, you were just saying that you were you were driving back from Kelowna. <laughs> How was that? Yeah, uh, a bit hectic. The roads there. I got you. Got to go do, do the number three, the crow's nest. So I was like, oh, a bit the hectic. three. Oh, you can't do the coke. <laughs> um, uh, still too much damage, I guess, from uh, like the events of November. So. Oh yeah. Oh well, it's still a nice drive. That's a nice drive. It's all right. Yeah, sometimes you're just behind a lot of semis and it's a little stressful, but other than that, it's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is. That's true, actually. Not a lot of passing time, right? No. <laughs> well, it's nice to, to finally meet you, even though if it's it's not in real life, I guess this will have to, to do for now. I've been hearing a lot about you from all of my music industry friends and colleagues over the past couple of years. It's nice to finally be able to, you know, sit down and get to know you a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I guess, you know, that's probably a good place for us to start just to get things going. Why don't you tell us just a little bit about your your music background and and how you came to be this up and coming Vancouver rapper and producer uh, that you are now? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm originally from Botswana. I um, I moved to Canada in 2010 and like music was kind of like what I did to because we moved around a lot. So we'd live in like every three or four years, you'd be in a different country. So music was kind of my way of like bridging the gap when I would go to a different country, like how I made friends, how I connected with people. And eventually it be kind of became something that I decided to start creating my own music for one, therapeutic reasons, but two, just like, you know, it's, it's cool to connect with people about other artists, but you know, having my own music was also just like a great way to like, you know, build community around me. So I really started doing that and when I was pretty young, like 13 or 14, I was kind of, you know, writing little freestyles or, you know, learning to play guitar and that kind of stuff. And then eventually when it came to Canada, I was like, yo, I want to do this a little bit more professionally. And I went to like an audio school and I learned how to record and that kind of stuff. And and then, you know, it's just been a, a long, steady grind ever since then. So probably in like 2015, 2016 is when I became Tion Gibbs, the artist, as opposed to the guy behind the scenes. Right. And uh, I've just been kind of, you know, maintaining the same kind of output and energy and um, slowly building my brand. Nice. So the topic of our show this week is is globalization and collaboration. And I thought you'd be a, a good person to talk to about this just based on your new EP, Jungle, that you made with South London soul singer, I Am The Living. 
you're, you know, originally from Botswana living in Vancouver. He's from the UK now living in Vancouver. And you guys get together and you collaborate on some music and what you get is an EP. How how did the idea for that come about for you? You know, it came pretty organically, to be honest with you. Like, I'm actually, I actually lived in South London as well for four years when I was growing up. So oh, cool. uh, we connected on, a, yeah, yeah, we connected on a lot of things, just like different places we've been to, like things that we've seen, experiences we've had in the UK. And we kind of started putting those into songs a little bit. And we even had like the homage to like UK Garage, you know, on our song Distance. And Eventually, it was just like, well, Concrete Jungle, I'm from like a place that actually has a real jungle. And uh, I was just like, <laughs> called the EP Jungle. And, you know, we just phonetically dropped the the vowels in it just because we wanted to be trendy. And, of course. And that's how we, <laughs> yeah, it all, it all just happened organically. It was just like through conversation. It was just like, yo, we should just call the thing Jungle. And then that's kind of what happened. Oh, that's kind of cool. I, I do like that idea. And yeah, you can definitely feel like the, the garage jungle vibe on a lot of the EP. So it's such a cool idea. So, you know, coming back to our, our, our globalization in the music industry, you know, in the past, only richer countries, you know, such as Canada, United States uh, and the UK were able to distribute their music across the world. Now with the Internet and other tech, people can share their music across the globe uh, without being in a rich country or, you know, without a, a record label. How do you see this sort of globalization shaping the music industry over the next few years? It's really interesting because on the one hand, it's so exciting to be an independent artist in these times, but it's also a lot more like challenging and competitive because everyone can find ways and resources to release and, and uh, put music out. A lot of it is kind of algorithm based. And interestingly enough, a lot of those algorithms are owned by, you know, North American or European countries. Mm -hmm. So there is still a certain degree of like, um, you got to kind of play the the Western like globalization game a little bit in order to make your music palpable and translate well to be successful. Mm -hmm. um, and it, there still is systems in place. But as things change and they continue to change in the way they are going to, I just see a lot more opportunity, you know, and it's like, you know, e even looking at the rise of artists like WizKid or like Burna Boy, like being such prominent figures right now in the music industry and like having such a huge brand, you know, the, the fact that you could be a kid from Nigeria and you can do a world tour and you can come to Vancouver, BC and sell out shows in Vancouver. It's, it shows a lot about like how uh, the music industries are growing internationally. You know, in like 10 years, I, I do think it's going to be the most exciting time in the music industry where you can really just develop an online brand and, and you're the free for all essentially. So, but there still is, like, like I said, there's still a systems in place that like you kind of do have to play the game and, I can go to DistroKid and I can put my song up and it can do something or I can go to a record label and distribute my song through a record label and they'll have a lot more avenues still to, mm -hmm. um, I guess, push a button on a song and make it do a lot more. Um, so it really just depends on like how hard you're willing to work and how good you are at networking. And uh, But it, it's the fact that we can even have those conversations now, it's, it's incredible because, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, that's just, you needed a record label. Yeah, it wasn't possible. There, uh, yeah, but you, you are right. There still is, you know, a barrier to access, of course. You know, you can mm -hmm. theoretically do it all on your own, but, <laughs> you know, it is still hard to to do what the labels do. It's easier for them to get their artists on, you know, big editorial playlists, uh, a little bit harder for for independent artists. I think, uh, I, think I read a statistic that like 80, 85% of all 
songs that are placed on editorial playlists are come from uh, major label artists still. So yeah. that other like 15% and all these little indie artists like myself, we're all fighting for that. So it gets really tricky. It is hard. I know I, uh, I have to explain that to our clients all the time too. The amount of artists that are fighting for those spots, <laughs> especially like for the, for the, you know, Spotify Canada playlists it, it's quite a few <laughs> so <laughs> it's really hard to get to get on those lists which is just kind of the way it is and kind of leads into to this sort of side of it you know globalization for the music industry allows for for people to hear music from all over the world allows for artists to put music in countries that you know they wouldn't have been able to 10 years ago even it all seems well and good but of course there <laughs> there are downsides like you know, for example, you kind of touched on this, uh, you know, maybe there's an oversaturation of artists and content, you know, that's kind of a downside. Can you think, you know, of maybe any other downsides like that? I think it's a, a lot of infrastructure stuff, too, that I think you can see the downside of things um, dependent on your country. Like, it, it's just, I look at a lot of indie artists right now, and I'm like, we rely basically on, like, the Apples and the Spotify's, you know, they essentially are, like, the new record label to a yeah. degree, right? So, if you're performing well with them, great. But if you're not, does the place you live necessarily have the infrastructure built up over years that a place like, uh, you know, like, like an L.A. would, or mm-hmm. like a Chicago, or New York, or even to an extent now, Toronto you know, even being in Vancouver, like outside of uh, releasing songs on Spotify and, and making hip hop music here, it's uh, yeah, there's not there's not a lot of avenues really to promote yourself because um, the demographics aren't there and the infrastructure. There's no there's no like I, if I want a manager here that can help me accelerate my career, it's really hard for me to find someone or meet someone, uh, let alone meet someone who's actually a good fit. Yeah, so I, I think uh, that's like the downside right now with globalization is that yes, it is great that we have opportunities to hear people and discover people from other places, but in those um, certain countries or certain cities around the world, like are they developed enough to maintain their own local industry so that artists who are, if you're from, I don't know, if you're from Algeria and you have a few great records, like, are you being supported? Are you able to tour? Do you have to go somewhere else to tour? And it's just like streaming is just one, one source of revenue, but it's a pretty small source of revenue. Yeah, (laughs) it certainly is. (laughs) Yeah. That is a really interesting point actually that I hadn't quite thought about. I hadn't thought about it that way, like in terms of your community here where you live. Yeah. Where is that infrastructure? That's a super interesting point. And you know, like the other side of it is with all of this technology, artists are also able to collaborate with other, you know, musicians and, and producers anywhere in the world. We've definitely seen many examples of that during the pandemic, you know, people making music together, even though they're not in the same city or even the same country. Do you think we'll be seeing more of that in the future? And, and what are your thoughts on that kind of collaboration? Uh, absolutely. I think if, if the music makes sense, you know, and you're an artist that can complement another artist from a different country, if it makes sense, we're going to see a lot more of that. I have a, a really cool story actually that just happened last year, February, February 2020, this artist named Karun from, from Kenya, she came to Vancouver and we, we were both speakers at the African Business Conference at UBC. Mm-hmm. And we were speaking about entertainment industry actually about globalization and about how the like Afrobeat and Afropop music industries are growing and like how little control or ownership there is actually from from African countries. Different conversation, but she came here and then we came to my little studio. We recorded a song, 
it's called that Nana with another friend from Boston, actually, who was speaking at the conference too. And the song's great. I love the track. And, you know, that was a year ago. It had its little moment and then it kind of went under the radar. And just recently, she's um, she's just been awarded a This Is Karun Spotify playlist. So as her brand has grown now, Spotify's given her her own playlist. And like, it's given us that song, like New Life. And it's just cool because it's like, that was a really, really, a really great collaboration that made a lot of sense for everyone involved. You know, like now it's still, it has like a new life to it. So I think for more artists, like if the music makes sense and you guys can make a great song together, we'll see a lot more collaboration with people from other sides of the world, you know? Yeah. And it's just smart. You know what I mean? Like, well, why can't Yangi's work with someone in Mumbai and make a song together, you know? like Totally. No, it, it definitely makes sense. I, I wonder, though, like as an artist, how that collaboration differs from being collaborating with somebody in Vancouver and being in the same room with them. Like, what's the, what's the collaboration experience like that, you know, what's the difference? I mean, I think... Uh... I think always being in the same room will always be the better option as far as chemistry and vibe wise. And, you know, even just body language, if I was to write a lyric and like someone, I could see someone was like, uh, like on the fence of it, just the way their body was, I'd ask them, you kind of just, you have a better line for me? And they'd probably give me one. And then you're like, you make the song better that way, you know? Yeah. So um, not having that option is like obviously tricky because you're just mailing things in and then things get lost in translation, whether, you know, you're just going back and forth by email. So there is a lot of it that it you know can be lost, just like the magic of it. But at the same time, the world is your oyster now. So yeah, it's true, right? <laughs> it is. I mean, obviously, in person's always the best, right? Yeah, always. Yeah, I know. Even like doing the podcast, like it's this is great, but it would be a different interview if we were in the same room, sure. right? So <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but you know what? Just not possible at this point in time. <laughs> So kind of just uh, just wrapping things up a, a little bit here, I'm wondering if you can, you know, maybe tell us just a little bit about what uh, you have coming up in 2022. You have any big plans, anything you can, can tell us about? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I just wanted to quickly add to the globalization piece. I think it's really cool that you could be an artist from Vancouver and you can have, for example, African heritage and you can decide, hey, I want to make Afrobeat because that's who I am. And with Spotify and that kind of stuff, you can still do well uh, in other countries. Yeah. There, there kind of is like the, the other side of it. Um, but yeah, as far as like what, what I've got going on, I am currently working on an album. It's going to be executive produced by Chin and Jetty. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So Chin and Jetty, for those who don't know who he is, from Bass's Bass, originally from Toronto. Uh, he actually lives out here in Vancouver now. And uh, we're working on a great little album that we've just, you know, been trucking away at for about eight months now, maybe maybe a year, mm-hmm. and uh, we're getting ready to start rolling out the first couple singles for that in like I'm gonna say February or March, just depending on. Ooh, coming you, up! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is like my uh, what I've really been working hard on and not telling people about all year. So that's that's coming up. Nice. Is that is that another independent release for you? Uh, as of this moment, it is an independent. Yeah. <laughs> As of right now, Jen, yes, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like I've never even been in a position to have those conversations, honestly. So obviously working with Chin, kind of like people who are in the music industry, like they know who he is. So now there's an interest in that. But also like, you know, just doing things like Jungle and growing my own brand, like it helps those conversations happen. So in my mind's eye, if we can just find some money and some proper funding and 
promote it ourselves, that would be the perfect situation. But I am uh, willing to listen to anyone who has uh, anything to say that they, they could help. You Why heard not? it here first, people. <laughs> You've collaborated with Chin in the past, right? Like, yeah. Was there a single or something that came out this year? Yeah. We did a song called For the Love of Life together. Um, and he just like called me out of the blues and was like, hey, I got this song. It's called For the Love of Life. It was actually, he called me like May of 2020, and then we recorded the song, and then it didn't come out until about a year ago now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tale as old as time, that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then it was just, it was nice working with him. He's, we collaborate really well. We're really honest with one another, so that's really good. And then we're just like, hey, let's just work on a full project, and that's what we're doing. That's what we've been doing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I yeah. can't wait to hear it. I'm excited. I mean, I, I don't want to press you because I know it's a new thing, but is there w- maybe like a certain vibe to the to the album or is something that you could give us a little a hint of? At the end of the day, I'm uh, I'm still I'm, I'm a rapper, you know, so I I am gonna rap on it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we, we just we just we're trying our best to make sure it sounds fresh mm-hmm. and sounds like our own creation and it has its own energy to it emulation is is really great i think but like all my favorite albums they're cutting edge mm-hmm. you know they, they sound like their own album. so it's a it's a risk we're taking but it's a risk that i'm glad to take that it's like nothing else is really going to sound like it uh, especially in the hip-hop world so and I mean, it's Chitty. He's a little, he's a genius. He's a little musical genius in there. So oh, yeah. it'll be great to work with <laughs> get these songs finally out. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Well, yeah. I'm excited to hear it. I can't wait. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's probably a good time for us to head on over to our fresh content segment. Every week on the show, we discuss our favorite piece of music content for the week. And we always like to start with the guest. So, Tian, what do you got for us? I have been listening to this song on repeat. They're actually from a, a Vancouver band named Dassey, and their latest single called Bitter is really, really cool. So that is what I've been listening to in repeat all week. So I would definitely recommend everyone go check that one out. Okay, what's what's it sound like? What's the uh, – what, what genre? What are we talking about? Give us a little bit. I'm going to say it's alternative R&B. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 they started to introduce like a little bit more synths into their music. Dassey's got a great voice, great tone, really cool pitch. And it's super musical too, you know, like a, a lot of her band are like, they're like, they're just like music nerds. So they're, they're, they're going to play it really <laughs> well. Um, but yeah, alternative R&B is what it falls into. It's pretty easy listening. Uh, great for car rides. Great for just like having friends over. Sorry, Bonnie. Um, <laughs> that you can just like, you know, have something playing in the background. Oh, I love it. That sounds great. I'll, yeah. I'll definitely check that out. So my fresh content for the week is kind of a bit of, a bit of a weird one, but I've been watching this new Showtime show called Yellow Jackets. Have you seen it? I've heard about it. I've heard about it. I haven't seen it though. It sounds like it's really cool though. Yeah, it it, it is actually really cool. Um, the TV show takes place in the '90s, so the music is kind of right up my alley, <laughs> right in my wheelhouse. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. got like total mid '90s slacker vibe. Uh, sort of music like Liz Fair, Hole, Smashing Pumpkins, that sort of thing. Also had some great like pop stuff from that time from like Salt and Peppa and even Marky Mark, <laughs> which is, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Chris, Christina Ricci's in it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Christina Ricci yeah, yeah. and uh, Juliette Lewis is in it yeah, too. That's really good. I need to check it out. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, just for, I, I recommend checking out the show. And also, as with any TV show these days, there's a Spotify playlist <laughs> with all of the music um, yeah. from the show. So I will uh, definitely link to that and uh, to your uh, fresh content pick as well in our show notes. Yeah, if you want to watch a show, it's on Crave in Canada. So very easy <laughs> to find. All right. Well, uh, thanks again for, for joining us yeah. today. I, I really appreciate it. Appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate it for me. Thank you. Anything else that uh, you'd like to plug before we get get off here? You know what? I have a company called the uh, 100 Collective. Mm-hmm. Um, we do showcases and build artist profiles. So if anyone is, you know, local to Vancouver and they want to discover some new Vancouver talent or you just want to hear some fresh music you never heard before, check out at the 100 Collective and you'll see some peeps there. Awesome. We'll link to that in the show notes uh, as well. Thank you so much. And I hope you have a, a good rest of your day. Thanks so much, Jen. You take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was such a great chat. I hope you liked it. And uh, thanks again to Tion for coming on the show. Thanks so much for listening to the FM podcast. If you like the show, please tell your friends and give us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. The FM podcast is produced by Fritz Media with production assistance from Carla J. If you want to learn more about Fritz Media, check out our website at fritzmedia.ca. And you can follow us on Facebook. We're at Fritz Media and on Instagram and Twitter at Fritz underscore media. And if you want to learn more about the podcast, go to the fmpodcast.com. A big thank you to Said the Whale for providing the theme music for the show, and you can find them at saidthewhale.com. Okay, so we're going to go out with our song of the week this week, which is a song, of course, from Tion Gibbs. This is a song from his EP with I Am The Living. This is Papa.
might show for a better view. And I had to get it popping with the honey crew. Yeah, the best things always come in toes. So if your girl done a roll, I know what it do. Yeah, ten toes, I can wait out. Late nights, got to watch it like a stakeout. Uh, Cause she love the way I lay down. Make so many plays, got these other niggas played out. I got the shuddy that tell me she want me. She down for the cause and we rocking all night. She got that body that wet like the sunny. And when she talk nasty, she say what I like. I stretch that thing out like it's circus so late. She want a man that can make his own way. She know I got it. I came from the bottom and I've been that nigga since minimum wage. I can tell this ain't your first time. Yeah. Don't get off of your high. Yeah. Yeah. Would you take me on night? Would you yeah. take me on night? Cause I can see you locked in that vibe, girl. Oh, hey. Oh, Silence is pimping, nice call. Yeah. Run up the numbers, I'm breaking the call. Uh. The real and the silly, the deeper the soul. Yeah. A king in the cool, but that's word upon roll. Word upon roll. Bye. I'll see you next Tuesday.